What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast. America is blue. Here, here to talk a little uh, Champions League draw. Um, you know, it's always an exciting time of the year. What, what's so funny is oftentimes I'm, I'm not necessarily paying attention. Then I, then I wake up with notifications on my phone, and uh, I find out who we're, we're playing in the Champions League, or that the draw was today. And um, it was definitely an interesting one. And uh, I am really looking forward to what they're. I guess you know they're some are dubbing the the Pulisic Derby. Um, you know, Christian Pulisic going up against his uh, his boyhood club uh, in Borussia Dortmund. Uh, in the round of 16, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a you know pretty exciting game. Um, one one comment I wanted to make though was um, you know old old Dortmund might not have had a, a lot of recent success uh, in the Champions League, but the last time that they were in the final, uh, we were watching it together uh, in Yankee Stadium just before uh, Chelsea was playing a. Um, an exhibition game against uh, Manchester City at Yankee Stadium, and it was awesome. That was uh, that was the last time that they had you know a really successful uh, run. But I, I can definitely I can definitely remember that. Just still in the infancy of our fanhood, so we were just uh, we were just starting to learn a little bit about the sport and about the squad. And I didn't pay any attention to the Champions League game. I don't think I fully understood the significance of what that all meant. I was just paying attention to Chelsea that day in a meaningless game. So that's how much I knew. Yeah, I mean it was uh it was def- definitely a, a good time. But um, you know, getting into getting into Dortmund and granted, you know, we're these games don't don't kick off until February, but everybody everybody still cares uh about the draw. And, you know, looking at them right now, did a little, you know, just a little little research, a little token research for everybody, is you know, Dortmund's currently fourth in the league. Uh they've taken twenty six out of thirty nine possible points, and they're three points off the top. Uh, of Bayern, so that's a, a real tight gap between the you know top four and um, in the Bundesliga right now, and uh, they definitely finished second in their group. Obviously, that's why they got in the pots with us, and they finished second to City in the group. So um, you know, probably the second best team in Germany. Um, they've got great colors. The black and gold uniforms are, are great. They always have great kits, um, and uh, you know the, their their stadium, Signal Agunda Park, is is quite an intimidating place to play. Uh, that's where the first leg is. You got any thoughts, Jay? Who, who outside of Germany doesn't like Borussia Dortmund? I, they're such a cool club. I love them. I like yeah. them. You get this team. They're so good at scouting. They pull in this amazing young talent. They're able to coach them up, groom them, get them ready for primetime football. Then they sell these guys for exorbitant amounts of money, right? Strip the team to the bones, and then automatically retool. Like they, they, they just pump out prodigy after prodigy after prodigy. So I don't know. I, there's something I like about the novelty of that, where you don't have, you know, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona money to just throw around at big time players. And you can still be a very, very relevant club on the world stage. So I have a lot of respect for them as far as what they do with bringing in and developing talent. And I think they're going to be a tough draw for us. It could have been, certainly could have been worse, but um, you know, this is not going to be easy. I mean, a hundred percent and, and, you know, couldn't, couldn't agree on your sentiments more. Um, you know, if I had to, you know, choose a, a, a German team, it would definitely be, be them. Um, yeah. I, I really, I really, you know, just kind of like everything about the club. I like the, the type of stature. Um, and again, I love the kits, love the combination. Uh, you know, I love the history and, 
yeah, the, the model that these guys are able to bring in this type of talent, like, I mean, you name it, Robert Lewandowski, Obama Yang, uh, Erling Holland, that's just the strikers. I mean, like, I mean, like you, you haven't even, you haven't even gotten into the, uh, you know, other attacking players that they. Erling Highland was like a temporary pit stop. Like that wasn't even like a good find, and then a good, you know, developmental piece. He was just like, I need to, you know, get a stepping stone before I go big time. So I might as well hop there. Well, I mean, but he still, you know, was shot out of a rocket ship once he got, you know, into the Bundesliga, and that was his his stage to do it. So. I mean, hat tip for them, you know, to them for 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 bringing them in. But, you know, admittedly, the obviously the real easy headline and the obvious one, at least, uh, you know, from my perspective, it's the battle of having the American, you know, star boys out there. You've got, you know, arguably the the two most talented American players, uh, you know, in the in the same matchup uh, in the Champions League, which is which is great for the American brand of football. Hopefully, we can continue to uh, expand on that, but. I'm really excited to see to see Gio in there. Hopefully, if he can build off a World Cup performance and get more minutes, because again, they they do face off in February. Um, but they do have you know a lot of top line talent, a lot of names that you know, and a lot of guys who will be playing in Qatar, uh, you know, in the holidays. Yeah, the narratives on top of Pulisic going back, you do have Aubameyang going back, and if we wouldn't have sacked Tuchel, you know, we could have built this storyline up even more. You know, so well. One of the three won't be there, obviously, but uh, yeah, th- th- this is a talented squad, right? You know, Gia Rain is a great player. Jude Bellingham is wanted all over England. They have a lot of talent in key positions, and now they have another brand new prodigy up top in, uh, in Yusufa Makoko. So, and, and well, and it, and he's looking for his way out now too. Like, what a it, it it's tough to to keep these guys together. And um, I guess I would almost say. As a as someone who is a casual Dortmund fan, you know I, I definitely check out um, you know their games. I'm always interested in, in what Rain is doing. Um, you know I, I like I like the squad. Uh, they've underperformed, generally speaking, because they've had a lot of you know top tier talent. We just we've just gone through the list, and at least from a from a fan perspective, I could see how perhaps they've underachieved. Granted, no one's been able to dethrone um Bayern in the Bundesliga but you would think that they would have a little bit more success in some of the cups uh maybe a little bit further advancement in those Champions League competitions or if they do drop down to Europa lifting that cup um but it really hasn't been a a trophy lifting type of situation for them uh at least of late and given the talent that they do have you'd think that you would expect a little bit more production out of that sort of crop it's a tough situation. I, 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 the analogy is in uh, is in France. Is when you have one really, really, really dominant team, the, the funnel for talent narrows tremendously. So when you have great homegrown German talent, or if you have a tremendous player from a different league who's potentially looking to go over there, I don't know if they're looking at at Dortmund as a destination, right? Like like they they know what they have to do is which is to find young players. We don't really have a chance to crack the first lineup at Munich and at some of the other big clubs, get them in, develop them. And I think with a lot of the turnover that they have, whether it's the manager, whether it's their talent, I think it makes it tough for them to be able to progress in some of these competitions and to be able to add additional silverware just because, again, there's just too much in flux. But with what they have, you know, the fact that they're continually able to compete with bodies leaving continuously – I think that speaks volumes. 
Oh, I mean, it's obviously a very, very, very well run club, but that yeah. that's not up for debate in any way, shape or form. But um, you just go, going into that roster a little bit more, a um, couple guys I'll point out. We have the names that you know, and Matt's Hummels is still there and he's 33. It feels like he's 43, like he should be older than Tiago Silva or something like that. But then you're also just like, how is that possible? But Matt's Hummels is 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 still there, still you know, in, in a starting role, um, it putting himself, you know, in a position to continue to prolong his career. And uh, then Nicholas Sula, he's a guy I always liked when he was at Bayern. This dude is an absolute bulldozer. The he's monster. huge. He's like six, he's six, five, like two twenty. number 25. Keep your eyes on him. Uh, those two guys in the back, uh, one, one sort of mainstay and one younger guy who's just like a, a, a giant. He's, he's a beast. I think you hit it. They have this weird combo of, you know, veterans who you've seen forever. Marco Royce as well. That guy's been around forever at this point. And then you have these young stud guys who are trying to figure out their games and figure out where their careers are going to take them. But they do have a good blend of experienced players who have played at the highest levels, whether it was internationally or for clubs. And then they have these young bucks who are going out there. So that may be our one advantage, I think. You know, obviously our form, our form now doesn't matter. We There's months before this game, you know, the first game even Definitely. kicks off, which actually bodes well for us because we have a lot to figure out. But um, the fact that we do have a lot of players who do have experience in competitions like this, hopefully that bodes well for us. Whereas in their camp, they really haven't had the level of success and that type of experience. So hopefully that uh, that works in our favor. Well, I definitely believe that because here's the thing. Now that now that Chelsea is a two-time European champion, that makes a huge difference. Winning one, you know, people can say the blind luck or, you know, just a single great one. Once it happens twice, that's how you get a third. You can't have, you know, you can't have that third till you get that second. And there's a couple teams out there, uh, you know, Man City in particular, that would love to get their hands on one, which has been, you know, extremely elusive. So, you know, it's one thing to break through. But then, you know, getting that second really puts us in a little bit of a different class in terms of, you know, the the ability to look back and say we can do this, and it's not like it's some done and dusted, you know, achievement. This happened two years ago, and yeah. you know, a lot of the same guys are still a part of that team. So, and that and that so that is the brilliance of the Champions League is even me as the fan, I believe that a sixth place Chelsea team in the league can win the champions league because they did you know we we don't need to finish first domestically to to win the biggest trophy of them all and it's almost like the the liverpool model in the in the o's where they never won the league they didn't win anything but i'll tell you what steven gerrard winning in 09 and you know the success that they had uh in the champions league is is unbelievable despite their inability to win the premier league so uh, I think this is definitely a competition that we can win. Yeah, there, there's something about when, you know, even if the players that are on the current squad weren't around when you've had tremendous success, there's something to be said about the history of organizations and franchises and how the new players, it just gives them a little bit of an edge over the teams that have never done it before. Even if the again, even if the players on the squad haven't weren't around for that, didn't actually experience it. It's just again, it's built into the DNA of clubs to know, hey, listen, we have been champions. We've done this before. 
we now have the edge moving forward. So I think that'll play well into this. You know, I think a lot needs to happen with our club, with building this identity, with Graham Potter trying to mold this team, with guys getting back onto the pitch before I feel confident saying that we're uh, that we're going to go on another run. But listen, I, I don't know if I would have said that two years ago. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have bet that we were going to go on a run at that point in time. So a lot can happen between now and February, and uh, hopefully we can just get our bodies back on the field, get guys healthy, get them working together. And we'll see what this team is made of. No, hundred percent. So, I mean, a couple other guys. I just want to give give a little shine before we, um, you know, wrap it up. But you know, Jude Bellingham, who you touched on. Uh, you have Daoud in the midfield. Uh, you know, Julian Brandt. You know, used to be one of the brightest, you know, German talents, and you yeah. know, he's he, he he's diminished a little bit. But um, you know, every time I look up. He seems to be in the team. He's playing, and then there are there are some some you know positive superlatives thrown at him. So he, I think he's coming into his own. And then um, obviously you got Makoko, um, Thorgan Hazard. You know, a very the little a very, brother. A very he's definitely the little brother. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but no, he 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 poses a threat nonetheless. And uh, Royce, I think, is hurt again. I mean that yes. that guy, that guy just he's old. He's old. Can't take. Well, I mean, even 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 when he wasn't old, he was he was still pretty uh, susceptible to injury, which is unfortunate. Yeah, dude. They also they have I'm going to mangle his name, but Meunier he's he's had plenty of experience playing for Belgium. Kareem Adeyemi, 100%. that's another threat. So they they have they have studs on their squad. It's a matter about who's going to be in the best form and who's going to be playing with the right mindset once we actually face off in February. And Emery Chan's on that roster too. And another Chan guy, well. how you're like, how is how is he, uh, you know, st- still around? He's like, it's like Jake Taylor from the old uh, Cleveland Indians. <laughs> like that guy, that guy's everywhere. Um, but so okay, uh, nothing, nothing to predict tonight. Uh, we we know that we're uh, we're heading into the uh, Carabao Cup tie uh, with Manchester City uh, on Wednesday. Um, you know. Not not a whole lot to talk about until uh, until we get into the match preview. But uh, anything you want to want to tease heading into Wednesday, Jay? Uh, not for Wednesday, but I want to get your thoughts outside of Chelsea and Dortmund. Who is the other matchup you're looking forward to out of the Champions League draw? There was some oh, I mean, sexy, there's only sexy, sexy. No, there's more than one. There's some oh, I mean, sexy there's a co- there's a couple, but I mean, come on, PSG Bayern. I mean, give me that all day. You tell me if, if Liverpool comes back healthy, they get their bodies back on the field and somehow figure this thing out, and they're going up against Real Madrid. I think that could oh, be I interesting mean, as well. Whatever, say what you want about Liverpool's performances in the Prem. I mean, some of that has been just dreadful, but in Champions League, they they've been getting it done. Oh, and in big games, they rise. It's Liverpool Football Club. I mean, I would love. I, I cannot wait to watch both of those matchups. I also. Yeah, wouldn't it be just nice? Just a nice little favor back to the boys if Akayo Tomori and, and Olivier Giroud can just, just spank out those Spurs. Just spank oh, them out. Oh, God, it just would be get great. Them out of there. A wouldn't bunch of Academy nice? boys and and, yeah. uh, and Serginho Dest, the American. Hopefully he, yeah. can, uh, he can give Do a little favor. Boost. Do us a favor. And, and, and Raphael Leal, our favorite man to admire from afar. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking for, for Milan to, to, to make something happen there. No, that would be good. No, I mean, you you raise great points, but there's something to be said about either I 
the Germans losing or B Neymar losing again? Like, I mean, the, the, I mean, sounds it's an epic. That should be a final. But but it's great that it's happening so early in the draw, right? It's good, you know, it just makes it more exciting. That is oh, no, I mean, it, def- it, it, it definitely does. And from my perspective, it's a win win because I'll be kind of laughing at whoever loses because it, it's yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome to see Byron lose and it's awesome to see Neymar win. I hope he never wins anything. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, so let's wrap up. We got a preview coming in a couple of days. Tie it yeah. up, buddy. Uh, no, I mean that, that that's that's pretty much it for now. Not not much else to say here, Mr. Callahan, but we uh we appreciate everybody out there. We appreciate the support. Uh Jay and I'll be back with the uh the preview for the cup tie uh, a little bit later on this week. But until then, everybody appreciates you. America is indeed blue. Good night, y'all.